Well, hello there. Hello. Well, we're back. We took a bit of a hiatus. Yes, we sure did. <laughs> uh, and now we're back with a little movie. A big movie. A big movie you might have heard of called Bad Boys 2. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this one. You said you saw it twice in theaters when it came I out. I did. I was 15 years old. I went to see it with my friend Greg. We both went to see it again together because we were just like, that ruled so hard. This movie feels like it was invented for parents not to let their kids watch. Like, it is everything in like an R-rated movie that is objectionable and nothing about it is like redeemable at all. Look, none of it's earned. It feels like they were just like, well, we've got to get to an R rating. Let's have them run over a corpse's head. They get to it and go way past it. Yeah, I'm surprised this was only R, to be honest. I guess like this movie sort of stands as a testament to the fact that there isn't really an upper limit on like violence and tastelessness for the R rating. Yeah. This is like one of them. I was shocked. I hadn't seen it before all the way through. And it was like up there with like sallow in terms of disturbingness. There's an amount of glee that it takes in just like utterly abhorrent behavior. Like there's no like scene in it with really graphic torture or anything like that. But there is a, there's a cynicism shot through the whole movie uh, that's very bleak, but also kind of fun. Yeah, it's sort of a nihilistic, but if you turn your brain off, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, uh, Roger Ebert, in his uh, one-star review of this movie, um, was basically shaken to his core by how cruel it was. Uh, he spends the whole review being like, yes, this movie's well-made, but like, no one should go to see it because I was so depressed by the behavior on display in this movie. Um and, and he, he ends it by saying that everyone involved in this project should do community service. And how did the director, Michael Bay, respond? Well, he went and made Pain and Gain, which basically you can level all the critiques you just made at that movie and then ratchet it up. Like, times Although 10. Pain and Gain is... I, th- I, I I like that movie. I no, think I think it yeah. holds up as as a movie, actually. Like, yeah. like not just a Michael Bay movie. Uh, anyway... Back yeah. to back to Bad Boys Two sequel to Bad Boys, which came out in 1994, I think. Uh, Bad Boys was Michael Bay's first movie. He had been doing a lot of uh, music videos and commercials before that, and uh, it starred Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, of course. And that was just sort of a standard, sort of stylish buddy cop movie. Um, who was it? Uh, Tia Leone was the girl yeah. in that. It was fine. This is the first word of mouth, like, cult hit I ever heard about. Someone was like, go see Bit. You should watch Bad Boys. I remember, like, renting it at Blockbuster with a friend. And, yeah, it was, like, you know, a pretty standard shoot-em-up. There's, you know, some comedy with a, uh, there's, like, a mistaken identity thing where they have to pretend to be each other. Yeah. Um, This movie takes everything from that movie and, like, turns it up to, like, 25. Yeah. Out of 10. (laughs) It's... (laughs) This one goes to 25. <laughs> it's insane. Almost every... Like, it's it's just wall-to-wall violence and swearing. There's a lot less, uh, I guess, I don't know, character stuff. I remember, like, in the first one, there's they talk about, like, you know, they make a big deal about Will Smith's rich, but he's an orphan. Whereas in this one, it's just like, there's no time for that. We have to be glistening and sweating and shooting up Haitian people in a morgue. Yeah. 
they don't uh, they don't waste a lot of time with character development. There's a little bit of a plot about them having a falling out, the two of them. Yeah, but um, that's buried deep in the mix. Yeah, it's it's, it's, uh... it's mostly just shootouts, explosions. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Uh, well, the sort of like stated objective is that they're like trying to chase an ecstasy dis- distributor, but it's like they do so much damage that like. He should have just, you know, like... Yeah, there's no way... Harm reduction. could have just let him keep dealing, and it would have been less, like, damaging than... (laughs) Yeah, there's no... Even if every single person who took that ecstasy overdosed, it still would have been less people dying than get killed in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's also just such a funny time capsule. They're like, ooh, ecstasy, it's dangerous. Although, you know what? When when this movie came out, 2003, I remember, because we were in high school... Ecstasy did have that reputation as a dangerous drug. Um, yeah. Like it wasn't until they started calling it Molly and MDMA that people were like, "Oh, it's fine." <laughs> so whoever did that Molly rebrand, you know, hats off. Yeah. They they really <laughs> shifted the image uh, on ecstasy because this was back when when it was sort of considered a seedy, dangerous thing. The, the bad guys have like a, some guy overdoses an ecstasy on their club, and they put him in an ambulance to, to dump him somewhere. Yeah, they just drive around the corner and dump him. Speaking of, like, wanton cruelty, it's like, we have this ambulance, but, like, fuck this guy. Yeah, this movie takes a lot of, like, standard action movie setups and tries to make them as offensive as possible. At one point, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence threatened to rape a boy? They do, yeah. Uh, they, uh, there's a scene where Martin Lawrence's daughter is about to go out for a date, and uh, she's, she's a teenager, the date comes to pick her up. He's a teenager too, and Martin Lawrence and Will Smith answer the door, pretending to be like just drunken gangsters. They pull a gun on the kid and start asking him like what his intentions are and if he's a virgin. And at one point, Will Smith is like, "You want to have sex with a man?" And yeah, today you could not put that scene in a movie. Certainly not a Will Smith movie. And again, these are the heroes of the film. And then literally after that, the very next scene opens uh the cameras on will smith and martin lawrence is walking towards him and he goes that was cool yeah they're so happy about what they've just done to this poor kid it traumatized him for life probably uh but i remember like being in the theater and people were howling with laughter at that scene and this was like back these were like the m&m days and the jerry springer days like i, I mean this is why we're doing this podcast is because back then taste was just like rock bottom like, no one cared yeah. about decency. Um, but yeah, I, I remember seeing an interview where Will Smith said this was the first movie he made that he didn't take his mother to the premiere, which speaks volumes. When it's like, like you were saying, like, all through the movie, whenever they have to, like, talk to a witness or something, they just, like, threaten them constantly, and it's just... Yeah, well, they shoot everybody. Yeah. And if there's one guy left alive, they threaten to shoot him for a while. Until <laughs> he talks. And Will Smith, like, makes a big deal out of talking about how much he likes shooting people. (laughs) And he's a cop. (laughs) Um, In this day and age, I mean, an interesting experiment with this movie is to uh, imagine if these characters were white. Yeah, it's like a horror (laughs) movie. It would be a very different scene. (laughs) Not saying that there's a double standard or anything like that. But um, it's a very thin line for this movie between just, like, being a celebration of police brutality 
and just like boys having fun. Like they invade Cuba in the course of the movie. <laughs> they do. Like, you know, people talk about the militarization of the police state and in this it's literally like they stage an invasion. They're local Miami cops yeah. and they invade another nation. <laughs> and like all the other agencies keep with getting like, involved. Yeah, with like bazookas and stuff. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're going to Cuba? Well, like, we have some DEA guys, and then, like, the Coast Guard gets in, uh, and then they're like, oh, by the way, here's a little care package from the CIA. It's like, what's next, like a mailman? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> they're like a park ranger. That would have been great. Yeah, it's just... Uh, well, they like, do need to get a bunch of cats and lizards when they go to Cuba. An so. IRS guy shows up or something. <laughs> He's like, we're going to do the books on these guys. <laughs> Before we get to the, the Cuban invasion, there's there's a lot of other stuff. Yes. To go over here. So, yeah, in the movie, uh, they're basically fighting uh, like a very cheap Scarface knockoff kind of a villain. Uh, he's a Cuban guy in a white suit who smuggles ecstasy. The way that he smuggles it is notable. Yeah, it's the the corp the cadaver connection. Yeah, he does it with cadavers, which I think Frank Lucas, the, um, uh, the American gangster guy. And they really like lean on the cadavers that's like quite a major part of the story um is people rooting through cadavers cadavers falling off a truck in a car chase and getting run over uh martin lawrence being attracted to the big boobs on a cadaver it is somewhat alarming how much pleasure this movie takes in the mutilation of dead bodies (laughs) maybe times have just changed i don't remember people being really into that when i was a teenager but yeah, like there's the scene where uh, there's a car chase where the bad guys start throwing cadavers at them and they just run them over and they like squish and like break apart and it's all like played for laughs and haha. And then they uh, they have to go undercover to the morgue and yeah, there is just like a topless dead body. And they keep showing her big boobs and talking about her big boobs. And yeah, it's uh, it's super gross. Um, this movie feels like a, <laughs> a Tipper Gore fever dream. Like this yes. is like a movie. <laughs> like you know how when you watch uh, like teen sex comedies from the seventies and eighties, you're just like, oh no! Like like how in Animal House, there's the scene where John Belushi just spies on a bunch of yeah. naked girls, and you're like, you can't like. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that is sort of in that kind of vein, only for the early 2000s, where you're just yeah. like, you could never, like, this This is bad. Yeah, it's like it's like all those movies, you're like, this is just, like, a sexual assault. It's like, this is that, but for violence and, like, police, you know, misbehavior. And just, like, crudeness. <laughs> Desecrating the dead. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff in it that it's, they had to work hard to come up with something that would make parents this mad. Like, when they're threatening to rape the boy, do, did like, that's not enough, but, like, Will Smith's like, okay, I think in this scene I should also just constantly be saying the N-word and swilling Hennessy. Like, it's like, not only is the, like, threatening <laughs> to rape a child, like, that's not enough. We need to... There are a lot of N-words in this movie, uh, which, you know, again, they are black, um, so who are we to judge? But it doesn't seem like you could put that in a big Hollywood movie in the same way today. The movie opens with them shooting up a Klan rally, and the (laughs) Klansmen say the word a lot. And I know, obviously, you know, they would. They're Klansmen, and they all get shot, so, you know, good. But it still feels like uh, it's it's strong stuff. 
Well, I just feel like, who are these Klansmen that are ecstasy dealers? That doesn't seem like a very KKK drug, but that they're like, oh, well, like we'll just bring the ecstasy in while we have our cross-burning rally. Two birds, one stone. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're doing that. Also, they have like a running joke with their like rival like part like cops who are like a pair of like Cuban detectives, and the Cuban guys will just come up to them and be like, "We're ordering lunch. Should we get you some fried chicken?" And they're like, "Ha ha ha!" That's like that's. Like that's not even a joke. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty off color. <laughs> this whole movie. Um, oh, back to the Klansman thing for a second. Notable actor who played one of the Klansmen, Academy Award nominee Michael Shannon. Yeah, an early turn from him as a because he's like an informant. He probably doesn't talk about this one no, too much anymore. He didn't take his mom to see it either. If I ever meet him, I'm gonna only ask him about this movie. <laughs> Um, well, the thing is, so they like get him out of j- they bail him out of jail, and then they're like going to take him. He has to like finger the bad guys or whatever. Not literally finger. Yeah, them. no. In, in this movie, I though, do, you yeah, wouldn't put it, it wouldn't past be, them. Yeah. Or like, yeah, he put his finger <laughs> in someone's ass to unlock the corpse. Um, but they, they're like in a sedan, and they just like make him ride in the trunk. Yeah, and it's like there's two seats in the back. And then they, like, drive the sedan into a bank. There's a huge shootout. And then after, like, oh, yeah, we left Michael Shannon in the trunk. Yeah, and we just like, left a man <laughs> in the trunk of our car during a car chase. Yeah, it just... The racism stuff, it's... Like, this movie, every single character is a stereotype, basically. It's, like, pretty par of course, Michael Bay, but yeah. Yeah. But this one really takes it to an extreme. Because they, like, com- they make jokes that are, like, so, like, Z-grade. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like the fried chicken thing. The Cuban guy is basically just, like, Scarface. The Haitian characters all, like, live in a voodoo hut. <laughs> There's, like, Russian guys that are always drinking vodka that are, like, I don't even know why they're in the movie. Yeah, they wear, like, cheap suits and drink a lot of vodka and have greasy hair. And then just show up, like, the... Peter Stormare is like the Russian gangster who's feuding with the main gangster. <laughs> he just shows up dressed like a bandito at the end with like the double like uh, bandoliers and just like starts to try and like kill the main villain, shoots one of his guards, and then just gets shot by three cops with machine guns. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like B plots in this movie, which is crazy because there's no like plot plot to begin with. <laughs> But one of them is that Peter Stormare is the Russian mob boss, and he is sort of feuding with the Cuban mob boss. Um, and every once in a while, they just have a scene about that, even though <laughs> it doesn't affect anything else no. in the movie ever. It's yeah, this movie's two and a half hours long. I d- yeah, and it's, there's there's about a paragraph's worth of plot, if that. Also, like you know, not only the weird racial stuff, because um, that's every Michael Bay movie's racist. Especially Transformers 2. You remember that one? With the, uh, like, illiterate robots who talked in jive? That was crazy. What, like, seeing that movie. Like, there was a joke where the, the robot is just like, you know I can't read? It's, yeah. <laughs> and Or, like, the, the guy that's a crocodile in Suicide Squad is just like, by the way, I'm black. It's like, oh, no. I didn't see that one. Another Will Smith movie. Yeah, he knows how to pick him. Oh, did you think he took his mom to see that movie? I wonder. One thing I'll say about Will Smith is uh, he's never what's wrong with a movie. Like, he's always pretty good. He just picks really bad projects a lot of the time. Especially, That's like, fair. since... I would say, like, since, like, 2010, he's just picked the worst movies to do. Like, he turned down Django. 
he uh, and then he did like Seven Pounds or whatever, and that weird con movie with Margot Robbie, and then Suicide. Squad. He turned down Independence Day two to do Suicide Squad. That's like a wash. I mean, the Independence Day two was. I heard Independence Day two was horrible, so yeah. I didn't watch it. But I feel like if he had been there, it could have been good. Fair. Well, yeah. It Apparently, he's doing stand up now. It would have been great to see him just say "Welcome to Earth" yeah. again. That that's as bad as the rest of the movie could have been. I would have paid just to see that. They punch out an alien. Yeah, but there's a whole because in that movie too, Harry Connick Jr. is like pretending to propose to him, and there's like a running thing I think of this era of Will Smith movies where like him and another character are like mistaken for gay, and it like really. I mean, this was they, still like, make a lot of mileage with that. <laughs> this was still the time when gay was a punchline unfortunately yeah, yeah that i mean when we were in middle school people would be like oh that's gay that that's an insult um so yeah i mean it's not it's not pretty um but in this movie they sure lean into that there's also the scene <laughs> where they're talking in like a best buy only their their conversations being broadcast to all the tvs in the best buy unknowingly and well, first they like play a porno tape. They like, demand the Best Buy guys like broadcast this porn, yeah. Which is like, I, and he's like, "No, this is police business." Um, yeah, and then they go. They to switch the, it like, to like the camcorder while they're talking in front of it, and they're talking about when Will Smith accidentally shot Martin Lawrence in the butt, but they're making it sound like he. Uh, he really, he no. <laughs> well, that and a lot more. He's just like, oh, I can't believe what you did to my butt. I can't walk straight anymore. Um, and yeah, I remember, again, being in the movie theater at the time and people were loving it. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole movie takes place over like three days. And then Martin Lawrence gets shot, goes back onto duty, then starts having erectile dysfunction, like because of the like post-traumatic stress from getting shot. And it's he like, says it's nerve damage, right? But it, but it's just like how many times has he had to tr- like tr- tried to have sex in like the last day? <laughs> I mean, who are we to question his <laughs> his drive? <laughs> oh, and he gets shot, and then like the next day, they're like, "Yeah, just like, go back to work. Like you're fine. You're on duty." Yeah. Yeah, one of many things in this movie that doesn't quite add up. One thing I wonder is, so they're going to do Bad Boys 3. I think it's in production now. Yeah. It, it's They've had sort of a lot of stoppy, starty development for it. Um, I don't think it's Michael Bay directing this time. It's somebody else. But I wonder if they're going to put that out, and then, as always happens, people are going to revisit this one again and just be horrified. Yeah. Like, I remember even at the time when it came out, people were mad at it. But like... Roger Ebert was sure mad. <laughs> Some other reviewers like this makes me question why we're even making movies, which is like the ultimate, you know, anti compliment. It's weird because it came out in only two thousand three, but it like really feels like sort of a movie that came out in like I don't know about four or five years later, just like with all the like nihilistic wanton violence. It uh... yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, this movie sort of set the tone for a lot of stuff that came out afterwards because it was a huge success. But uh, I think in some ways this was sort of like the last uh, like unironic action movie that ever came out. Yeah, no, that's the thing. There's no... Or the last like, big one at any rate. Yeah. Because you still have the Fast and the Furiouses and the John Wicks and stuff today and things like that. But those are always like very like knowing and winking. This is the last one I can remember that was just like 
movie stars shooting bad guys for two hours straight, never a question about it. Yeah, and it's like very much like tongue knot in cheek. Um, it's just like everything these guys are doing is awesome. Root for them while they just wantonly destroy people and property. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if you just turn your brain off and ignore like the the horrible the subtext yeah it's it's fun like this um, movie finished what commando started yes that's a good that's, way of that's what i would know, say that's <laughs> kind of all you can do with like a brainless action movie now we got to do we got to reinvent the wheel but yeah there, there was really nothing left for just a plain old action movie to do after this and in point of fact people were pretty disgusted by this one because they did everything that hadn't been done yet and that involved a lot of really unsavory stuff. It really feels like they show they're not even like good guys. Like I, I know that there are cops and they're like the forces of like law and order, but it's like just these guys that go around terrorizing people and shoot other people. Like it almost like if you took the badge away, this would be like they'd be anti heroes. Yeah. Which I don't I remember when I watching the first one when I was a kid, like not that didn't occur to me at all. I was like, Yeah, they're cops. They just have to you know blow up 22 cars and a cigarette boat every day yeah the one-liners in this are pretty like yes you were talking about commando which is like the the standard so, bearer yeah of one line and this one the, the liners are just like you're a motherfucker they're delivered pretty well There's, i will yes, say like yeah. like will smith is still will smith and you know he gets a lot of mileage out of those fucks but yeah the writing in this is completely brainless will smith swearing i still find weird because he doesn't do it in a lot of movies i feel I bet in uh, Aladdin he's going to be talking in a very similar manner. I rewatched the original Aladdin, uh, like, very, I don't know, like a year ago maybe. And <laughs> in it, the genie does like an extended William F. Buckley impression. And I'm like, that's a very really? strange thing to put in like a kid's movie. <laughs> huh. I'll have to watch. I should watch that again. I liked that movie a lot. What if they cast Martin Lawrence as the genie? Uh, as like another genie? Yeah. Is like a more foul-mouthed genie. Have you seen any of Martin Lawrence's stand-up? I have seen one of his specials from like 20 years ago, yeah. It's, I just like remember being like shocked at how like foul-mouthed it was because I just, I guess I like knew him from all those like dumb PG-13 movies. And I was like, oh my God, Martin Lawrence is raunchy. Yeah, yeah, he was. I think he was the guy, he like mentored uh, Tracy Morgan, I think. Yeah, yeah that I, makes I, sense. I think I've heard some stories about that. He's uh he's very good in uh The Beach Bum, which I saw recently. He plays like a guy that takes people on uh dolphin tours and then he gets eaten by a shark. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna watch that. I mean I like I like that one scene and your description of it, but I just hate Harmony Corey. Yeah, it's uh So take that, Harmony. <laughs> Maybe you should get him to make Bad Boys Three. Now that's an idea. I would I want someone to get like a big cliche, like hack studio movie and just for some reason like you know, give it to Harmony Corey and just like see what he does with it. I bet you he, he's had offers. Yeah, surely, I'm sure right? he has. I mean, you know, Herzog did uh, Portocol. Yeah, Herzog's done a few sort of mainstream movies. Yeah. He didn't direct it, but he's just in the Jack Reacher movie. Yeah, he's so good in that movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's great. Which that was really smart casting. Like, what if we just get Werner Herzog to play himself as the, like basically as the bad guy? Yeah, um, I, I think, think more perfect. people should do that. Yeah. This actually, I don't know why, this kind of reminds me of uh, Portocol, Bad Lieutenant Portocol, New Orleans, uh, which I think came out like, oh, nine, but like, uh, that's sort of the ironic version of this. Well, in in that movie, you're supposed to think very 
little of yeah. the character. But in this, you're supposed to be like, these guys rule. Yeah, that, exactly. that's that's the thing. It makes the jump of like, no, this guy's awful. He's this like loose cannon cop. Whereas in, in this one, it's like firmly like, no, they're cool. Yeah. What else can we say about this movie? <laughs> uh, oh, there's a scene where uh, rats are shown having sex in close-up. Yeah, and, like missionary position, too. Who was asking for that? Like... <laughs> Maybe it's one of those things, Bay. It's like, well, I'll put this in, and the, the ratings guys will like, get mad at me for that. And then like, they won't notice like the corpses, the corpses like, getting violated. Yeah, it's the tastelessness. I mean, we keep coming back to it, but it really is impressive in a way. Um, and just, just so low. It's the, there's, the rats are fucking, you see it. And then Martin Lawrence goes on the radio during a mission to tell Will Smith, like, yeah, they which, cut back to it a few times. Which is the closest I think this movie gets to any sort of like irony or self-awareness. But um, yeah, we, we would be remiss if we did not mention the rad fucking scene. At the end of the day, though, this movie is pretty well made. Yeah, I mean, Michael Bay is very, say what you will about it, he's a very technically competent yeah. filmmaker. It's still like, it's fast-paced, the shootouts are fun, you know, it's... Uh, to me, this movie is a real guilty pleasure. Um, yes. I won't uh, uh, try and defend any of its numerous transgressions, <laughs> but I do enjoy it. Yeah, that's. I will give it that. I was entertained, even though I was like, this is appalling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. It truly is. <laughs> like, there's so much, like, yeah, there's, this is, this movie's almost necrophiliac in the amount of, like, corpse destruction and fondling and fisting that there is. Oh, completely. I mean, there there is literal... I mean, no one has sex with a dead body, but there is, like, pornographic nudity of a yeah. dead body. Martin Lawrence, it's clearly implied his character is horny for a dead body. Yeah. It's... Which... Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> and he's, like, wor- worried Will Smith will tell his wife that he spooned a corpse, which is... I don't even want to begin to unpack that. The ways <laughs> that, that, is, that is probably weird and gross. Uh, yeah, weird and gross. I will get the bad boy in the, uh, the bad boy. The bad guy in this one, like kind of, you know, <laughs> the bad boy, <laughs> the bad boy, um, somewhat lacking. But uh, you know what? That's okay. Yeah, he's he doesn't have too much depth. Although oh. I do like that, like he, I don't know, has like a daughter and a like grandma or like mom, mom, mom I guess. But like he doesn't have a wife. He's like a single dad. Well, he's trying to hit on Gabrielle Union. Oh, so okay. I mean, I guess he could also have a wife, but but yeah, they don't give him one. And his grandma, they almost, I thought they were going to shoot his, his grandma, but the, the guy does say sorry and then punches the grandma out. Yeah, well, th- that's the thing. This is the kind of movie where you're glad that an old woman just got hit in the face with the butt of a rifle <laughs> because you actually thought that she was going to get shot on camera. No. That's, I, I, that's the kind of mindset that this movie <laughs> puts you in while you're watching it. I was genuinely like, they're going to shoot Granny. It's like, oh, thank God they didn't shoot an old woman in the face. Instead, they just pistol whipped her. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, she learned her lesson. Yeah, uh, this is why they're invading Cuba. Um, which is, and then, it, oh, and then at the end, the, the bad guy, he falls on the mine and his, his head explodes. It's like His whole so body explodes. Yeah, yeah. He, he falls into a minefield. And uh, or he gets shot, and his body lands on a mine, and then explodes. And then Will Smith was like, "Ooh, 
some one liner and then it, it, yeah yeah i this is uh, bad boys 2 is appalling but if you're a teenage boy i think you will actually maybe not kids these days are different yeah kids these days are a lot more woke <laughs> yeah, than, than we were for sure the 2000s like really like uh kind of low-key like a very dark time and this movie is like very like much a reminder of that yeah yeah this this is a real just parade of atrocities Uh, all right well that's all for now thanks for listening yeah i need to go have a shower (laughs) (laughs) all right take it easy